Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. You are on Saturday Magazine Joy 94.9 with the uh, uh, queer supremo... (gasps) Todd Fernando. The Chief Gay. Yeah, yes, Chief Gay. Uh, and uh, Todd is the Commissioner for LGBTQI plus communities. Mm. Can I, I added another letter one time, didn't I? You added the A. The A. And look, we're nearly there. And you know- Maybe maybe 2023 is the year of the A. Yeah, we're about 40% through the show and Todd hasn't actually attacked me or insulted me yet. <laughs> it's the new me. And, and to be honest, oh. I've had a break. I got I got five weeks in Europe where I was just able to relax and not think about Macca for five weeks. And I did miss you, I will say. I missed you too. And it's, it's you know, Todd is going to be a regular co-host. We're going to try for once a month, but- uh, he will be a regular co-host, and his ability to co-host is limited purely by his availability because he's he's very very busy. He's got a lot on this year, and so look forward to that. I now, do too. Now our next guest uh, on the phone is Rodney Croom. Rodney is the president of Equality Australia. Rodney has been a warrior for our community for probably more years than you care to remember. Rodney, how are you? <laughs> I. Hi, Dave. It's good to talk to you again. And, and um, hi, Todd. Uh, I don't think we've spoken before. No, this but is our first. Congratulations Thank you on so being much. Queer Supremo. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you've passed the baton along, you know. You've probably passed many batons along, but, you know, here we are. If Indeed. I could just... And, and just, to, just to correct, I'm not the President of Equality Australia. It was, I think you meant Equality Tasmania. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm, my apologies for that. Before we get on to the subject, Ron, I'm going to remind you, many years ago, you and I were at an event or a meeting or something, and I remember I, I drove you back to where you were staying, and when I stopped and I said, oh, you know, we'll just chat for a few minutes, and I think we just, we spoke for an hour and a half in the car. Do you remember that? I do remember yeah. very clearly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually managed, He actually managed to get a word in too, Todd. Surprisingly. Yeah, I know. Surpri- you haven't let the man speak in the last two minutes. That's right. <laughs> so, Rodney, Tasmania is, uh, and bring us up to date on this, whether it's in the parliament or it's being debated or it, it's, Tasmania wants to introduce a ban on Nazi symbols, which of course have been in the news a bit this week, uh, not just the Tasmanian proposal. Why is, um, the, why is the government doing this? Well, yes, you're right. The government has proposed to ban Nazi symbols. Um, uh, this has been something that they've talked about for a few years now. Um, so it's good to see that they're finally moving on it. There's a consultation at the moment, and I imagine the legislation will be introduced when Parliament goes back uh, fairly soon. So it's, it's a great move, um, particularly because from an LGBTIQA plus community point of view, Nazi symbols have been used to stigmatise us and attack us uh, for a number of years. Most recently, during the 2017 postal survey, there mm. were a, a number of schwa stickers put around Hobart City uh, with um, 
very um, vilifying messages towards LGBTIQA plus people. So we welcome this. And um, there have also been um, Nazi attacks on Jewish communities in Tasmania and on some other communities. So the government is basically responding to those attacks. Um, and we welcome the move. Um, but we've also said that if we're going to deal with um, hateful symbols and, and hate crime in Tasmania, we probably need to go a bit further as well. Um, in Tasmania, racial, racially motivated crime attracts, can attract special um, heavier penalties. Um, but unfortunately, it's limited to race. It's not just race. It's only race. And that um, there aren't uh, increased penalties if crime is motivated by homophobia or transphobia or, mm. or attack, uh, prejudice against people with disability or whatever it might be. So we're calling on the government to go a bit further and make sure that our um, sentencing laws in Tasmania take into account prejudice no matter who it's aimed at. And that's important, Rodney. And just to go back to, you know, the symbols, uh you know, as, as part of these symbols, you know, during the Nazi period, of course, the pink triangle and, mm. you know, the notorious law, paragraph 175, I think it was. Um, so, you know, for our community, uh, this is important. But in terms of advocating for other communities and broadening, broadening the ability, uh, you know, to say to people, you know, this sort of behaviour or these sort of views uh, are not acceptable. You can't stop what people think. Uh, but hopefully, as, as you know, Rodney, when you legislate, that sets the groundwork for the environment that people mm. think about things. You know, if you can't, if you don't change the law, you're not going to, you know, you, you're not getting on the road to actually encourage people to think differently, are you? Yeah, exactly. The law does set a standard. Um, which is obviously why we welcome the ban on Nazi symbols. Um, in terms of the pink triangle, we'll be mm. talking with the government about ensuring that um, that, which was originally, of course, a Nazi Nazi symbol used to stigmatise gay men and other LGBTIQA plus people in in concentration camps during World War Two. But uh, those symbols that we have reappropriated um, mm. uh, and claimed are not caught within the law. But yeah, in general, um, it uh, does send a strong message, which is why we also want the government to go further about um, uh, prejudice-motivated crime, um, because the message that the law currently sends in Tasmania is that racially-motivated crime is more serious than uh, other types of crime motivated by prejudice against LGBTIQA plus people or whomever. Um, the law does set a standard, and unfortunately, that particular law sets a standard that says that um, hate crime against us is less serious, which is why we want that reformed as well. But um, yes, the Nazi, the banning of Nazi symbols does send an important message. Um, and I'm really glad that we have, um, I mean, this has already occurred in Victoria, of course, yes. under your very queer-friendly government. Um, but what we have here is a Liberal government enacting a ban like this, which sends a strong message, I think, perhaps even a stronger message, that this isn't a partisan issue, that it's not about uh, Labor versus Liberal, um, that Liberals should be behind banning these kinds of symbols as much as anyone else. And recently in in, um, in, in the news was Dominic Perrottet, who recently came out and talked about his 21st birthday party in which he dressed up as a Nazi. What are your thoughts on that, Rodney? Um, well, 
my initial thought was I noticed that he apologized to um, Jewish communities uh, mm. uh, for what he'd done, but he didn't mention, according to the news reports I read, other communities who were um, targeted during yeah. the Holocaust, um, which of course includes, as I mentioned, LGBTIQA plus people, people with disabilities, Roma, um, uh, a whole bunch of different groups, Jehovah's Witnesses, Boy Scouts, <laughs> a whole bunch of different groups were targeted by the Nazis. And um, <clears throat> it would have been good, I think, for him to acknowledge that uh, for some, some of those communities, um, the pain of that Holocaust is, is still real um, and that we still live under the kind of stigma, um, even if it's reduced in... Um, in its magnitude, it's still there, the kind of discrimination and stigma that the Nazis drew on mm. <clears throat> in order to be able to perpetrate the, the horrors of the Holocaust. So, um, yes, yeah, so I was disappointed that he didn't mention those other, the other groups. As for his um, contrition, um, it would have been maybe better for him to have done it without being forced to have done it, as the news reports seem to suggest that he was going to be outed as someone who'd worn a Nazi uniform. Um, uh, but he did apologise, and um, I'm someone who very much believes in you know, acknowledging the mistakes of the past mm. and apologising. Um, but do you think, Rodney, that this will, this will harm their, their chances of re-election? Oh, I'm not familiar enough with New South Wales politics <laughs> to know whether it, whether it will or not. Um, uh, I understand that there's a, the, it's a bit of a toss-up in New South Wales about which party might win mm. government in March. Um, uh, so I, I assume that this and anything that happens from now on will be seen through the lens of will it tip the balance, but um, I, 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 just don't, I just don't know. Some people will hold it against him and think he was 21, he shouldn't have done such a, such a stupid thing, he should have known by the age of 21 what this meant. Others will say, well, uh, at least he acknowledged and apologised, um, and that shows that he's uh, you know, a bigger person than he was when he was and, 21. And very reactive. So people will see it different ways. And look, you know, I, I, I watched his apology. Um, I believe it was genuine. It didn't go far enough, and dare I say it, it was virtue signalling where the signal had no virtue. <laughs> well, I don't um, the, the thing the thing we need to keep in mind when it comes to New South Wales um, is that you know over and above what's happened with this Nazi uniform at a fancy dress party, um, and apparently it was his twenty first birthday. I'm astonished that someone mm. would wear a Nazi uniform on there to celebrate their twenty first birthday. But anyway, that aside. Um, what we really need to be focusing on here is the fact that New South Wales is really slipping behind the rest of the country yeah. when it comes to LGBTIQA plus human rights. Yeah. Um, they still allow um, faith-based organisations to discriminate against LGBTIQA plus people. They still don't uh, allow trans people to self-identify yes. in the law uh, on birth certificates, etc. Mm -hmm. um, they uh, don't even protect bisexual people from discrimination. Um, they haven't moved anywhere towards abandoning conversion practices. Um, the situation in New South Wales is dire. Mm. Uh, and that's really what we need to be focusing on in this coming election. Which party can commit to actually rectifying those problems in the next term of government? Um, because if they don't, 
then New South Wales will become the black sheep. Perhaps I, should, I shouldn't use that phrase. I mean, you can compare New South, South Wales, Wales to Queensland. Like, I mean, it's it's chalk and cheese sometimes, yeah. when it, particularly when it comes yeah. to... I mean, Queensland have come out in the last, um, you know, kind of 12 months and have made some really, really progressive sweeping changes. And Western Australia. And Western Australia. But, of course, led well, all the time. South Australia is moving yes. as well in that direction. And, yeah. you know, Tasmania um, has always been at the front of the... Well... They started at the back of the pack, but they ended up at the front right. of the pack. And, and then you've got Northern Territory, who recently yeah. just did their yes. overhaul of their anti-discrimination laws. So why do you think yeah. that it is like that in New South Wales? I mean, you know, Bob Carr was Premier for a decade and, and did air fall. Gladys Bin Chicken did nothing. Um, you know, why is it so hard, you know, in New South Wales... And, you know, Labor in New South Wales, you know, there's some policy proposals there that really don't go far enough. Why is, what do you, th what do you think it is about the New South Wales environment that makes it so hard? Well, you made a good point there that it's not, again, not a partisan thing. Um, I don't think New South Wales Labor really is, it's, it's probably going to adopt a small target approach yeah. as the election comes up and probably won't make strong commitments on our issues. Um, so, yeah, what is the problem there? We probably need to go back to the postal survey result in 2017. Um, and some of your listeners will remember that the result, the, the yes vote in some Western Sydney electorates was yes. very low, the lowest in the country. Um, and, uh, that will be what politicians in Macquarie Street are looking at. Mm. Um, they won't want to lose seats. In, in their minds, they think supporting this community means losing seats. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, that's the problem. Now, I want to clarify when I say that, that I'm not saying that any particular communities in the western suburbs are the problem. Not at all. I don't believe that at all. Um, I think there may be some religious leaders mm. um, across the board in western Sydney, no matter, regardless of the particular faith, who could, you know, could be showing better leadership. But my point is that um, the politicians will be looking at those figures. And the question that comes to my mind is, what has our community been doing since 2017 to actually try and lift those people in those electorates up, to empower LGBTIQA plus people who live in those electorates, to, to, to educate those around them, and to... Um, and to engage with civic leaders and to ensure that, you know, Western Sydney um, is a beacon of tolerance rather mm. than, as it is in the minds of politicians, uh, the opposite. And I'm not sure that we've done nearly enough to um, lift up LGBTIQA plus people in the Western suburbs and yeah. their allies yes. to be advocates for change yeah. in Brilliant. that area. We've sort of, we sort of went, oh no, 29% yes vote, that's terrible. Yeah. But uh, we won, so who cares? That's right. <laughs> that seems to have been the attitude. Uh, Rodney? We, we've run out of time, Rodney. Um, I'm sorry about that. Perhaps you need to move to Sydney. Um, thanks, for, <laughs> thank, <laughs> thanks for your words this morning and, and thank you again for the decades and decades of advocacy and hard work, hard slog mm. uh, that you've done. It has made a difference. So thank you. Um, it's always lovely to speak to you, and I hope it's not too hot for you in Tassie today. Nice cool Tassie it's, breeze. Anything over 23 is too hot for me. So I know. That's okay. very good, mate. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks, um, 
That was uh, Rodney Croom, the president of Equality Tasmania. And uh... This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.